Welcome to the Housing Literacy Podcast with host Matt Garino, founder of Powerful Homes. Matt's mission is to empower dreams through home ownership. We're here to help. We're going to do this together. And now, Matt Garino. Welcome back to the Powerful Homes Housing Literacy Podcast. My name is Matt Guarino, and I'm the founder of Powerful Homes. And our mission is to empower dreams through real estate. And our mission through the Powerful Homes Foundation is to help 10,000 people in the next 10 years purchase their very first home because we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to buy a home for their family, regardless of their education level, uh, their age, their race, or any any of the other ways that our current systems may shut them out. So I'm glad you're here. And if you're uh, here for the first time, welcome. And if you're, you're back, uh, thanks for coming back. And what we do here is we try to create some very practical, practical um, things that you can use uh, in, in your real estate um, career, either as the first time home buyer or a seasoned investor. And so what we try to do is take the experiences that I've had over the last 25 years buying and selling all over the country and come up with non-obvious ways uh, that you can you can increase the, your resources and value in real estate, as well as you know have some personal transformation things uh, occur while you're doing that. And I have found that uh, throughout my career, last 25 years, I created a, a mindset and a set of tactics which culminate in some housing literacy, actual understanding of how real estate over time could be one of the best uh, investments you've ever you've ever had. So a couple other ground rules. One is a, ju- a judgment-free zone. Uh, I'm just going to be vulnerable and kind of share with you real experiences that I've gone through, good and bad, uh, so that hopefully they can bring value to you. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to recruit you to any of my religious beliefs or anything like that. It's just judgment-free, so take or leave what, what works for you um, and, and, and use it as you see fit. So again, really glad you're here. So Today's segment is about uh, the non-obvious ways to add value to a home, to a property. And last time I went through the first, or a couple times ago, I went through the first five non-obvious ways, which all had to do with uh, the property, right? Some, Some ideas about increasing the value of the property. So this time, the next five are all about you. So how you can take personal responsibility to increase the value of your your real estate. And the last time the governing rule was that quality always wins. Whatever you're gonna do, if you're gonna put a dollar in, make sure it's high quality. So this week, the governing uh, principle throughout these five things that we'll talk about, the non-obvious ways to add value, is, is a quote, I think it's attributed to Wayne Dyer, which says that if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I know that might sound a little little foo-foo, a little out there, a little existential, um, but as we go through this, please keep that in mind. This is about the Housing Literacy Podcast we were talking about, is to create the resources through real estate, and while you're doing that, have, have something activate in you that you change, you improve, you get better, and by doing that, you improve the folks around you. So that's kind of the essence of that uh, quote, which I just love. I've used that my whole career throughout my real estate investing, and it's really served me well. So again, these are things that you can do to improve uh, the non-obvious ways you can improve the value of real estate. So the first one is to be a good neighbor. I know that might sound a little Mr. Rogers, um, and it, it probably is, but the, the idea there is that, um, as we know, it's location, 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 right? So assuming you've picked the right location, 
um, what do you do if your immediate neighbors, so there's three, three ideas with the location. One is your immediate neighbors to the front and back of you, say, and to the left and right of you. What happens if a couple of years into it, uh, a fence falls down? What if five windows are knocked out of the property? What if trash starts to accumulate? And what do you do there for your immediate neighbor? Do you call the cops? Uh, do you start complaining uh, to your other neighbors about them? Um, do you start blasting them in your Facebook group? What I would say is what you can do is to be a good neighbor. I would say in a safe way, go knock on the door and see what's up and see how they're doing. Um, all of the things I talk about on the podcast are things I've done or experienced. I've done them right and I've done them wrong. Um, and these are the culmination of the, uh, the ideas here, are the culmination of that. So I've had that happen. I've had owned a property many, many years and things like that happened. So I would always say to go knock on the door, see what's going on, see if you can help them. Say, you know, and so often it's not what you think is happening. You know, it could be a financial situation based on a relative out of state. It could be a declining, um, you know, thing with somebody's mental uh, acuity. It could be something to do with a job loss. It could be just so many things. But the first thing to do is go be a, be a neighbor, be a person, be a nice, good person. Go there, knock on the door and see what's going on. Ask how you could help. So one of the things I've done um, in the next door neighbor is I've painted a house. I've put on a new roof. I've changed, helped um, people haul things away. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm just throwing money around or throwing money at a problem. Um, it's whatever you can do, whatever you can do. And there's so many creative ways to help people like that. If, if it's a senior citizen, possibly you can bring them food or drive them to the, to the um, medical clinic or repair a window. You can rally some neighbors to, to help pay for the materials. Ace Hardware might donate it, right? Things like that. So, um, and then you have the, your block is also, the, those are also your neighbors. And, and what you can do there um, is again, just maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks, just ask people how they're doing. Keep an eye out, make sure things are going okay. And finally, one of the things I love to do, I love to walk my dog. I have the best dog in the world, by the way. I think every owner thinks that, um, but I really do. Um, so I take Delilah out and I've gotten a, a, a grip and grab. It's a little thing that just picks up trash. So what I do is um, just some nervous energy burning that off. I just pick up trash. I pick up beer bottles or whatever's out there, cigarette butts. Um, I'm not doing it for credit. I'm not doing it for any attention. I'm just doing it because I see it, something on the ground and I pick it up. And it's almost magical. It's crazy how many conversations have come out of that with neighbors and friends. And um, it's just awesome. So um, one of the things on this podcast is at the, at the, show no at the end in the show notes, uh, there'll be some tons of resources. Um, but one of the things I'll offer is if anybody's listening to this and you want to grip and grab, be happy to send you one. All I ask is for you to use it and to let me know how it affects your neighborhood. Um, so that's the first one. So to be a good neighbor, why is that helpful? Why does that increase the value? Because people want to live in strong neighborhoods. People want to live in neighborhoods where there's a sense of pride of ownership. And you can be the catalyst to make that happen. Take the personal responsibility to be the one that picks up the trash, to help the neighbor. Um, you'd be amazed how much that the goodwill that comes from that. Changing how you look at things, what you look at starts changing and starts coming back to you in crazy positive ways. So that's the first one. So the next one would be to for you to be green, um, to be green. So there's a few different things that are happening there. Um, in other podcasts, you've maybe heard me talk about 
how we're going to have, you know, between nine and 11 billion people on earth in the next, uh, by, by 2050, in the next 30 years. That's a lot. And it's probably the fastest population growth in the history of the world, of earth. So what's going to happen if we have, um, you know, go from seven or so billion to 10 to 11 billion? There's more houses, there's more pollution, there's more things. Uh, we have to be better stewards. We have to be more careful about how we manage our resources on Earth. So the technology and things like that are so incredible today. So one of the ways to increase the value of your real estate, as well as help your community, you know, your city and your state and, and your country, is to be more green. So a few things you can do to be green, some tactics, um, is you, you know, with your lighting plan. You, know, you can have different types of bulbs that go on and off and have systems that shut them on and off when you're there or not there. Um, you can have bulbs with different hues that when you're sleeping, they help you get better sleep. And when you're doing work, you can have different lighting uh, come into the room. Um, another super cool thing that's happening these days is irrigation systems that can help you be more green, to be green. Um, how much water you put on the lawn or not put on the lawn, when it goes on, what time of day, all of that can preserve uh, our water resources as, as a world. Um, and finally, solar panels. I know some people don't think they're attractive, and there's lots of different things you can read about if they're good or bad or not. Um, it's green, I would say it's a really good idea. And the solar panels these days um, are, are incredible, and, they, and they're, they're uh, more attractive, they're more sleek. Um, lots of governmental, state, and federal agencies provide uh, credits for things like that. So do your research. But I, I would say lighting plans, ir the irrigation systems that they have today, and solar panels are fantastic ways that when you go to sell your home, it'll probably sell for more. Um, so one of the ways, one of my housing literacy moments there is, I'm just so in awe of when I've sold properties, how younger people, call it millennials, uh, look at green things. It really inspires me and gets me um, uh, hopeful about the future that uh, I've sold properties for more because they had solar panels on them. And the people that were most excited were younger people. I just love that. Uh, so that's another way to increase the value of your home by changing things that you can do and be. So the next one is to be smart. And so what do I mean by that? Um, so basically, um, technology as we know with, with 5G and all the stuff, we can't even keep up with it. But one of the things that's been happening the last number of years is smart technology. So you can make your home a, a, you know, a smart home um, so one of the ways to do to make it more efficient, to more safe and secure is to create, you know, get some of these uh, technologies that are out there. For example, um, you can put your, your thermostat with a Nest on, on, on an app on your phone. You can put your CO2s and your smoke detectors on an app on your phone. You can create a, a, a speaker system that's another thing that's going to be happening as we all hear about is voice activation the next five years everything's going to be voice activated our cars our homes uh just incredible right so creating a speaker system in your home that you can use to get voice activation going um and what else we have security cameras you can put in your house to make it safe um you know the thermostats i talked about and finally if you haven't heard of it is ifttt it's you know if this then that technology, which that's how a smart home becomes a smart home. It just integrates everything. So if something happens with your thermostat that tells the other system what's going on, and maybe that sparks the, the fire department, it's just, it's incredible what, what uh, technology can do these days. So be a good neighbor, be green, be smart is the third way, non-obvious way you can add value to your home and do some good stuff 
for yourself and your community and your family. Uh, the next one is be engaged in the community, to be engaged. So what does that mean? That means dude, there's so many Facebook groups. There are HOA associations. There are clubs you can be in to talk about your, your neighborhood and your community. And just to be engaged, to keep it apprised of what's happening is a really good idea. You know, we live in an integrated world, a fully integrated world. So the more you know about your neighborhood, the more you know about what's happening or going, you know, trends going in certain directions, the more you can do. So I'll give you an example, a housing literacy moment there. I've bought homes, I've built homes, I've, I've done land development. So one of the things I did is I bought a parking lot and I, uh, I got engaged in, in that part of Denver when I did that. And I attended 30 town hall meetings about how we were going to rezone that parking lot. Complete engagement with, with, with the neighbors, trying to come up with a, a sensible, practical um, solution for this, get this uh, chain link parking lot that was like that for 15 years. So after 30 town hall meetings, after four years of discussion, we got it rezoned and everybody's overall happy with what we came up with. That's really cool. Um, so those are things that, that, are, that are great to do and to stay engaged. Um, another one is I bought a couple of old boarded up houses in a part of Denver right next to each other. And I was able to figure out that Denver wanted to upzone by the light rail. So I was able to buy those two pieces of real estate, understand what the market trend was because I was engaged. And then I found, we found that Denver Mental Health was looking for land to create housing so, so needed in our community. So again, the engagement helped me as an investor find places and to go and, and, and create opportunities that everybody wanted to see happen. So be engaged. So finally, it's to be a champion of our local heroes, to be a champion. Um, and what that means is, you know, I think one of the coolest things you could ever do is to adopt a, a, an elementary school in your neighborhood. Again, people want to live in neighborhoods that have strong community, uh, strong communities, great schools uh, that are truly from, you know, um, from the community that people are supporting each other, right? So if you adopt a school, you read to children, you support teachers or any of the other local heroes, say firemen, adopt a firehouse and, and do a fundraiser once a year to, to honor those amazing heroes, veterans that you happen to know are in your community. It just creates cohesion. It creates um, a place where people want to live, right? So if you, you are, you know, championing your local heroes, um, you know, engaging with law enforcement, thanking them for their service. You can start a local fundraiser, a little a run in your neighborhood to raise money. It just brings people together. It creates more community. It creates more pride of ownership. And all of that is good. It's good for the community. And like I said earlier, the whole idea of, of, of powerful homes is to create the resources, but also to tr create some transformation in you. That you're, something changes when you're, you're an owner. Right, something changes. It activates something, um, a, a heightened responsibility for everything that's happening in life. It's just awesome. Even as an investor, um, the same ideas, but thinking about tenants that live in your property. Something gets activated when you when you just elevate your thinking. Like I said earlier, you change the way you look at things. What you look at changes. I think in a very, very positive way. So hopefully you found some value in those five things. Check out our podcast from last time about the first part of the segment. Um, and those the things we talked about today will hopefully make your community stronger, better, and more sustainable, and also add value to your home. And I, as I always say, as I close these, please check the, the show notes of, of, after this podcast. I have a full transcript of everything I've talked about. 
um, as well as some great resources for you. If anybody wants a grip and grab, just, just call me or text me on my cell phone, 303-885-1644. We'd love to see how that transforms your community by just taking ownership and picking up some trash. Um, and I'm real excited you're back and look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Housing Literacy Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. And stay connected with Matt Garino by visiting www.powerfulhomes.com.